0: Today on Rightly Dividing, we're going to be talking about the difference between Arminianism and Determinism. Thank you for joining us on Rightly Dividing. Learning to navigate truth in a world of opinions. Teacher, Jacob Leger, and your host, Pastor Daniel Wright. Heart of Worship Church Media presents Rightly Dividing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters to Rightly Dividing Podcast, learning to navigate truth in a world of opinions. I'm Pastor Daniel, and this is Jacob Leger. How's it going, guys? He's our teacher. Today, we're going to be talking about Armenianism versus Determinism. We'd like to say that if you do enjoy our content, we would appreciate if you'd like, share, subscribe to this channel as we do our best to bring proper biblical understanding to many of the hard topics and pursue sound theology. If you haven't watched episode one, we do highly encourage you to do so as it does describe our foundational principles and mission for this podcast, desiring truth through humility, recognizing that we are not the orbiters of truth. Amen. Amen. But God's word is. That's absolutely correct. Hallelujah. So remember, according to the Bible, God does hate a spirit of debate and we are all seeking to find truth. So if applicable, please let's agree to disagree. And without said, today we are kicking off this topic. It is a very controversial topic to some degree because in the end, both can't be right. That's right. Especially with the way uh, New Age and all these other uh,
1: lines of thinking have come about. There's a lot of thought that we don't have a free
0: will as the, mm. as Arminianism goes, uh, teaches, right? Right. And, and so the opposite is we're robots. Ting, 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 ting. Right. right. So we're either being controlled or we're not being controlled. That's it. Right. That's it. It can't get more simpler than that. No. So, Jacob, kick off defined for us. Yeah. So, the two things we're going to
1: define are many as free will, as it can also be called. Free will is the power of acting without the constraint of necessity or fate, the ability to act at one's own discretion. Hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. At your discretion, you get to choose. That's it. Determinism is the doctrine that all events, including human action, are ultimately determined by causes external to the will. Some philosophers have taken determinism to imply that individual human beings have no free will and cannot
0: be held morally responsible for their actions. Looking at specifically, as we always do. If y'all are watching Rightly Dividing, we want to approach every topic unbiasedly. I've been raised a certain way. Jacob, you've been raised a certain way. And if you're watching or listening, you have been raised a certain way or you're not even raised anything you're still very young and learning as you go right so we're going to cover a few of the scriptures that are used to support the concept of determinism or what is also called unconditional election which is considered one of the five points of calvinism right um ephesians one uh beginning in verse four and five it says according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love Verse 5, "...having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the goodwill of his pleasure." That Romans uh, Next is Romans 8, 29 and 30, "...for whom he did foreknew, he also did predestine to become conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren." Again, moreover, he did, quote, predestined, end quote, to them that he also called and whom he also called. He also justified whom he justified. He also glorified. That's right. John six forty four No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me hath drawn him, and I will raise him up in the last day. Praise the Lord. 2 Timothy 1, 9. It says, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given in us, Jesus Christ, before the world Began, so picking up on part three, Armenianism. Uh, Jacob, give us some verses on that. Yeah. So the first one we have is Psalms fifty-four, verse six.
1: I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. You can't freely sacrifice if you don't
0: have a free will. Correct. It's hard to have a. Fr- is it not even called the free will offering? We're that's coming up. Oh, so okay, we're going to. Uh, I get ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I get ahead of myself. Right.
1: So the next one we have is Joshua 24, 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose Mm -hmm. you this day whom you will serve. And it goes on to say that uh, for as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Right. 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 Um, But if if it tells you to choose and you don't have a free will, how could you choose? Right. So if you can choose, if Joshua is given the the spirit of God saying to choose, right. Mm -hmm. To listen to what Moses gave and to do those things. You've got to be able to choose it. So you have to have a free will to be able to do that. Right. 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 And getting to what you were saying earlier, uh, out of Psalms 19, 108, it says, except I beseech thee the free will offering of there my mouth, O Lord, and teach me thy judgments. Of course, this is a call back to the book, the Torah, right? The first five books, um, where it talks about those free will offerings, those burnt offerings and all Leviticus, right? Right. In
0: Leviticus. in Leviticus.
1: If it's a called a free will offering, it's, it says free will in it.
0: I'm sorry. And look, guys, we love y'all very much. And, and, and we're going to be as, as, as kind with it as we can, but it's just so painful. And truth is, it's just too painful to not see that a free will offering. And someone looks at me and says, we don't have free will. Right. Then why would God call it a free will offering? Exactly. And why would God beg us to stop rebelling? Yeah. Uh, or if, we'll destroy you for doing that. Right. If we're programmed to do it, if we're nothing but fleshy robots. Right. You know, programmed, but coded to do certain things. Right. How could we be wrong for the things that we're programmed to do? You know, and and really, it, and I think it really, and I'm, it's just, God is God and he's on the throne. So it's like, well, why would God create us if he knew that we were going to go to hell? But the truth is, we still had that choice, though he knows where, when someone is born, even before that, where they'll end up in eternity, because you would lose his omniscience otherwise. Right. We believe as Armenians that God is an omniscient God. Right. But just because he knows your outcome does not necessarily mean that you don't have a choice. Right. Where that outcome ends. Sure. Good so, deal. So, yeah, we got a couple more here. Uh, Mark 8, 34 through 35.
1: And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me Mm. Four choices. Right. You can't do any of that without a choice. That's right. You could choose to do what Jesus said or not to do what Jesus said. Mm. The next one we have is Galatians 5, 16 and 17. This I say, then walk in the spirit as a commandment. That's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's a choice. Correct. You can't. You have to choose to walk in the spirit, or you could choose to walk in the spirit and walk in the flesh. Because right. it goes on to say that the flesh lusteth after this against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. They're contrary to one another, right? Right, right. So you have to choose. Right. Second Peter three, nine, for the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering
0: to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Overall, the view of determinism is rooted in God's sovereignty and his omniscience. But can't God be all powerful in supreme authority, which is his sovereignty, and all knowing, which is omniscience, while giving us the ability to choose simply knowing the outcome of our choice? Right. Can't he not use his authority to just give us free will? Yeah. As an omnipotent God with all powerful, he has that power and authority to say, Jacob, you can do what you want to do, even though I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, Luke, Jacob, I waved with my right hand, not my left. God knew what I was about to do. Right. But in that moment, I could have switched over and said, no, no let me do the left hand. Right. And still yet, God would have known that I would have switched to the left before it sure. even happened. That's very true. So God's omniscience can be in perfect harmony with free will. Yep. Here's a good one. God says we're going to have to give an account for every idle word we've spoken, every act we've ever done. Every All of our works will be judged is whether good or bad. Right. You will be rewarded accordingly. According to your work. So what would be the point? I would ask a, a determinist or an um, unconditional election, what would be the point of judgment if we we're all predisposed or programmed for our actions? How can a just God make us give an account of the things that he programmed us to do anyway? Right. If God created us and did not give us their free will, whatever we do is based on his programming. Exactly. Using a computer analogy. It's not the computer's fault. It's not the code's fault, right? right. It's who programmed it. Right. It would be there. In the same way, we yeah. would blame Apple for Siri being so terrible. <laughs> Am I right? Talking to Apple fanboy fan here. Jacob knows right. my, my thing. I love Apple, but I don't <laughs> like Siri. I would put Alexa in my <laughs> iPhone if I could. Just, right. Actually, you can. Side note. Probably, right, whatever. Yeah. But you yeah. get the idea, right? Yeah. So Apple coded Siri, not technically they bought it from somebody else. Sure. But you get the idea. So if the program is bad, then it's the programmer's fault. Sure. Therefore, if we are judged and punished accordingly or rewarded accordingly, either way, then it would be on the basis that we chose to do it, not because God made us. Yeah. Exactly. Right. The next little point we have is on God's omniscience. And this is any parent
1: can see this with their children. You can see your child look at something and you know what they're about to do. Correct. I've seen it with my son too many times. He's looking at the top of the bookshelf. There's something up there he wants. And I know he's either going to one, try to climb that, or he's going to get a stool to get up higher. He's going to go after it. Even though I say, Hey, tell him not to do
0: it. Right. He's got a choice right. to not do it. You gave the commandment. Yeah. Just like God did in Exodus chapter right. 20. But what happened? The people rebelled. Uh-huh. He still wants that. So he still wants that. Exactly. It's, it's the same thing. If you have kids, y'all can attest to this. <laughs> exactly. Moms and dads, you know your kids. Can you imagine how much more God knows us? Exactly. Way so, more than we know ourselves. Where your example is, you know, he's either going to climb it or he's going to get a stool. Mm-hmm. You, you saw A and B as those right. options, nothing else. Right. But God takes it a step further. He knows whether it's A or he knows right. whether it's B. Yeah, because I'm not omniscience. Right. <laughs> the child has a choice of tools. Right. God knows exactly which tool. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if we, in our, in our natural conscience can recognize the power of that knowing then how much more we can understand God who is omniscient to know the outcome right. before it actually happens. Especially
1: if you believe that he created everything. Yeah. He knows the inner workings of things that we can't fathom in the universe, even to dealing with our own bodies, right? our own chemical makeup. We have no
0: idea right? on some of these things, but he made it. I think he knows. He knows the sense out of now. Yeah. But the choice is still there. That's it. The will of the father. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, he that doeth the will of the Father, which is in heaven. Jesus is telling the people, his disciples specifically, that not everyone's going to make it to heaven just because they go to church or they call me Lord. Right. Right. Well, if we were all predisposed, then we would technically all be doing God's will in the determinism camp and believing that God is controlling us and we have no free will. We are doing the will of the Father by default. So yeah. again, back to the point of that really kind of synonymous with judgment, you know, yeah, but yeah. using that example, then, uh, but he, that do it the will of the father, those that are going to go to heaven are those that are doing the will of the father. Yeah. If you're born again, you're saved. You came, of course, not according to works, but by faith. Right. In that position of being a born again Christian, yes, you're doing the will of the father, but even the sinners are doing the will of the father. If in fact, determinism is a true theology. That's right. So that makes sense. It sounds controversial
1: when you say it, but but according to a determinist, that's exactly what
0: that's because God is in control. Therefore, He doesn't give us any of that control, and it's start to finish. So technically, everybody would be in heaven because we'd all be doing His will, right? So the last little point we have is on rebellion. Rebellion, by
1: definition, is impossible with God. Hear me out. Assuming He programmed us to do it, Mm -hmm. rebellion is defined as the opposition of one in authority or or dominance. Perfect example of this is in 1 Samuel, where Samuel is correcting Saul in this, saying that for rebellion is the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity of idolatry because thou hast rejected Mm. the word of the Lord. Saul
0: had a choice in this. Mm. He chose to reject the word of the Lord and not to keep it. Just by that simple word of rebellion. So, if we were to go into the Strong's Concordance, find the magnifying glass, we type in the word rebellion, we're going to get a ton of verses. Sure. So all throughout the scripture, both Old and New Testament, God is telling his people, don't rebel. Right. Stay on the right path. Yeah. You know, narrows the way that leads to life. Why is the employment to live according to the commandments if there wasn't an option otherwise? Right. So exactly. rebellion by definition is impossible if we are predisposed for it That's right. because we are honoring the authority that is controlling us. That's right.
1: Goes Whether back we do good or
0: bad. That goes back to that code or in that code. Looking at this one, I want to come to this final point it would be Ephesians 1, 4 through 5. And that was the first one that we talked about, right? right? So the main ones that are hitting is all about predestination. And this is one of those verses. It says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundations of the world that we should be holy. Yeah. He has chosen us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. First thing, he's talking to the church of Ephesus. Yeah, These people that are saved should be holy. That was what was chosen before the foundation of the world. And I got to make this point here is when he says to be blamed in love.
1: And this is the thing. You can't truly have love without free will. There you go. Love is a choice. Right. I know most people think, "Oh, I fell in love with this person." No, that's a that's an attraction. Mm-hmm. Attraction and love is two different things. Don't conflate it. In a marriage, it takes be, you may not wake up and feel the same you did the, the day before. doesn't mean you fell out of love with them. Right. Or, you know, just, wh- no, it's a choice. You have to, same thing with God. God, I choose. I'm going to love you today. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing. I'm going to love my wife today. You got to make a choice. It's right. not, it's not a feeling like most people conflate it to be, you know? So. Yeah. That's the emotion.
0: Yeah. There's because, an
1: emotion attached, but there's, it's, it's not all emotion. Correct. No. Yeah.
0: Well, we get emotional right. as human right. beings, but when it comes to love, one of the verses that I used to help illustrate your point is that that specifically this truth is this phrase love is a choice that is a truth that is pure sound doctrine not an emotion not a fleeting feeling and how i connect that to be true is the scripture that jesus said love your enemies definitely if it was a fleet, if it was the emotions that are fleeting as the proverb says we wouldn't need to choose right but if we are to love our enemies i promise you honey Loving your enemy is a choice. Yeah, you have to choose exactly. that to be the case. Exactly. So love is not an emotion; it is a choice. And looking at verse five again, Ephesians chapter one, verse five: Having predestined us according to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to His good pleasure of His will. Now we hit that point again. But as we're coming to close, I want to hit this point again. God has predestined. Us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Right. And the question is, what is his will? Second Peter. Right. It is not his will that any should perish, but that, meaning his will is, that all should come to repentance and none right. should perish. That should. So should that, that implies that they can choose not to. Which proves my point about predestined not being located as Jacob Leisure or Daniel Wright. But it is the collective. Right. How do you miss John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he gave his son. The predestined was the sacrifice. What does the scripture say? That Christ was slain before the foundations of the world. That's right. Christ was predestined for the sacrifice for the will of God to be salvation to the entire world. That's what it says. Whosoever freely will shall come and drink freely of the living water. Right. All of those scriptures, again, point to the reality that it really is free will. And I hate to hurt some people's feelings. I'm sure some people might've clicked off if they started to realize that we are free will people, but I'm sorry. Scripture is so abundantly clear. You have the choice to choose Christ or to reject him. That's it. And just because God knows the outcome does not, does not terminate your choice. Right. If he knows you're going to end up in hell, Or he knows you're going to end up in heaven. It will not terminate your choice. Second episode or the new fancy cameras and a new backdrop. Looking (laughs) great, Jacob. My goodness. Had to uh, get rid of that iPhone for you, Jacob. We didn't know Jacob looked so good. Oh, I guess. iPhones ain't going to do it. So, (laughs) (laughs) I am ragging Apple so hard, Jacob. Uh, Not bad. My goodness. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. But it's good to be back. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, That said, choose Christ if you are not saved. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not chosen Christ as your Lord and Savior, know that today is the day of salvation according to the word of God. Today you can be saved if you repent of your sins through faith, not of your works, lest any mention boast. God has given you the gift of salvation by way of the cross of Jesus Christ and his shed blood on Calvary. Amen. Remember, brothers and sisters, the word of God will stand forever, according to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, as well as 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 25. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd ask for you to like, share, subscribe, and do all that YouTube stuff. Click the bell for notifications, or if you're watching or listening on any podcast platform, we would ask that you would follow us. Uh, Questions, topics, suggestions, please leave in the comments below, or you can email us directly at info at Church. Dot com. Join us on our next episode when we discuss the topic of alcohol and Christianity. Let's yeah. do it together. Dum, 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 dum. dum, dum, dum. Yes, indeed. <laughs> very, very controversial. My goodness. But we're going to go right to the word. Amen. That's it. Our goal is true and sound doctrine. Amen. Yes. So we're going to be discussing the topic of alcohol and Christianity as we navigate truth in a world of opinions. This has been Daniel Wright and Jacob Leger. See you later, guys. Workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. See you next time, and Godspeed. Thank you for joining us this episode. For more information on our ministry or to contact us, please visit heartofworshipchurch.com. Thank you.